Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. What's up, you guys? Welcome to the March 11th edition of the Rotor World Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm Mike Gallagher, getting ready to set you up for a very important week of fantasy basketball. We're going to talk a lot of schedule and obviously all the waiver wire pickups. There's a lot of them out there. With me to do so, right in waiver wire this week's Ryan Knoss. What's up, man? Uh, not much. It's it's fun going through. You mentioned how many pickups there are. It's, it's really something. And it's... If you're listening to this podcast, you've probably stayed competitive all year and might be heading into your fantasy playoffs, so congrats. Yes. Um, but this is not the time to slack off, so yeah, we got a lot to talk about. Yeah, like I said yesterday, and t- it's a, a two-way street. You're going to be trying harder, and then your opponent's going to be trying harder, so it's definitely more of a chess match where regular season, you kind of don't have to overthink. You know, you, you really, and that's what we're going to start the pot off, is just... And we've talked about it pretty much for two weeks now, but we're going to spend more time on this. It's so, so important. And actually, I do want to mention one of my buddies, who I, non-industry people, and I'm sure any of you listeners out there are probably on his level, but he's probably my most respected fantasy owner, non-industry. He's always on it. Like I go against this guy in the finals almost every year, or whatever, or semifinals. Like He makes the playoffs every year, and he's screwed up. He's limiting his moves. We have limited moves, and he dropped like, like he made two really bad moves. I was like, dude, what are you doing? Like, because he mm. he cut himself two games, and like it may cost him a playoff spot. Yeah, like, there's three of us gunning for two spots, and he he's on. He's it's it, today's going to be a sweat. I'm pretty yeah. sure I'm in, but yeah, yeah. you got to be careful. Like, think through like every single ad drop you make. If you're counting moves weekly or da- uh, a daily league, like make sure. Your schedule is on it. Like that's yep. you have to every pickup you make from here on out. I usually get a little grid going, so I look at guys who are cut candidates for my team. I'll I'll mark down how many games they play on which days, so you can when you're going to look for a free agent, you can max it out. You, you say, oh, this guy might objectively be a better free agent, but he's only going to give me one game this week, whereas this guy who's not quite as good could give me two or three. That you know that makes the decision for you. Yeah, and then your opponent too is everything. You're going against someone. Um, if they have a million blocks and there's a red hot waiver wire pickup that's good in blocks, like that doesn't mean anything. Like that you lose their value right there. Yeah. Like you want to make sure you're picking up guys for the right reason. So just just this morning, Jared and I co-own a, a team with only two transactions a week and we're in a tough matchup where percentages are close, steals are close, rebounds are close. We've got more games than our opponent this week with a bye week on the line um and we were agonizing which big man to add it was kylo quinn we were talking mike muscala it was yeah nuanced uh, t- tough decisions and part of the reason why is because we just completely dropped the ball and somehow left josh richardson on our bench last i think it was wednesday uh, and it wasn't his best game but it was you know that that's a couple steals that's yeah. five rebounds that's 13 points and it, it's coming back to haunt us yeah that all and I, what i do too um you know we have lives set your lineup like set your whole lineup for the week do it like right away that way it's you know you're gonna you're probably gonna be on it but things happen you know and You'd hate to leave a guy on the bench. So just set it, and then, you know, if you're going to play the bench this guy to save field goal percentage, like, then go in there. Like, very rarely does it work the other way, but... For sure. A little pro tip. Okay, so let's talk just kind of 
basic schedule stuff. Basically, everybody's playing three games except for a few teams. That's the Rockets, Harden, who's probably out today. Uh, The Clippers, Pelicans, Thunder, Blazers, Spurs, Kings, and Raptors. So big ups to Westbrook. Dame Lillard, pumped for that. We're going to talk about the Blazers schedule in a second. Kawhi coming back? Well, he's not going to play the whole week, but... Um, the Kings, too. The Kings had a five-game week last week, th- uh, three this week, and then they're four again. So Kings have a nice little pocket. And the Raptors, too. So like Kyle Lowry coming off a good game. They play again today. So they have a nice little schedule coming up. Yeah. And you mentioned all those teams that play four games this week. And if you're looking out a little bit further, you know, it depends on your situation. But five of those teams actually play four games next week as well. So two weeks in a row. And so that's the Rockets, Clippers, Pelicans, Spurs, and Raptors. And we're in an interesting situation where every team in the league plays either three or four games, both this week and next week. There's there's no five-game, you know, freak game uh, weeks. There's no two-game weeks. So it's a very close pack. But being able to say, like, okay, so if I pick up whoever, Fred Van Vliet in a competitive league, he'll give me eight games over the next two weeks as opposed to if I pick up someone from the Nuggets, I'll only get six. Um, so important to look at. I won't go through all the six-game six teams, but you could. Uh, that's going to be in the waiver wire today. Nice. Yeah, there's a um, – it, it, it's, it's important too. Like every move you make and like if you're on a bye week this week, that's – if you're not on a bye week versus you are on a bye week, your priority of pickups just changes so much. And so like, you know, we try to help people on Twitter with like ad drops, the chats and stuff. Like, and I always say this, you know your league better than we do. Um, and if you listen to the podcast, like, I guarantee you're making a smarter pickup than I can tell you what to do. Like, just the way it is, I think. Um, yeah, totally. And it's not always just schedule either. It's like, if you're going into a matchup this week, you might want to pick up some of the sons that we're about to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if their teammate has a temporary injury and they might just go off for a game or two. But if you're, as you said, in a bye week looking ahead, a week from now, you want someone with more long-term potential. So maybe you're stashing Nerlens Noel and hoping that that he gets hot this week and and you hit the lottery. And Shawn um, Measure got hurt yesterday too, so that helps him a little bit. Yeah. So I'll talk about that in a second too. Um, I do want to talk back to backs again. Um, sorry if you guys have already looked on this, but like if you haven't, it's so important to know this. So again, if you're if you have a seven four two, hopefully not. I hate two max moves. Like the, it's the worst. We have to change that next year. On that league, yeah. but um, just keep an eye again. Always keep an eye out. So there's a couple things, and I, and Jonas laughed, kind of laughed me off on Friday when I was like, "Yo, I kind of like Corey Brewer. I'm picking him up in a couple because the Thunder play Monday, Tuesday. Like I'm Corey Brewer can score his second career 50 point game on uh, on Tuesday, and I'm still dropping him. <laughs> like there's no <laughs> way I'm going to save him. But having getting two Corey Brewers versus to save myself a move that's valuable to me. So and also too Stephen Adams. So like even Patrick Patterson's in the conversation now. Um, even Jeremy Grant would be a slight winner too. Like I think he may be someone to think about. Um, yeah, and I don't think you're gonna roll with Dakari Johnson if they bring him up. But yeah, it's and the Spurs. The Spurs are different though because most guys like Tony Parker may be out there. Ginobili, like they're probably gonna rest the game. So it's a little bit tougher to bank on those guys. Yeah, very concerning if you're if you're relying on. Uh, Tony, Manu, obviously, even Pau Gasol could get a day off. Who knows? Rudy Gay. Yeah, for sure. So it's a little risky there. Uh, and then another thing, Monday, so um, Tuesday's busy. It's an 11 game Tuesday. Very, very unusual. So if you look, if you have kind of a lot of starters and not a shallow bench or whatever, or I'm sorry, more, fewer starters and a deeper bench, 
and like your roster is going to be full. Adding a guy that plays on Tuesday may not do anything for you. So guys that play Monday, Wednesday, especially with Wednesday being so unbelievably light this this week, we, like we were saying before the pod, like it's got to be a record, like non Christmas Eve edition. Um, in the Heat, Bucks, and Kings, who also have besides the Bucks, like there's some Heat players that can help you out. We'll talk about them in a second. The Kings also have some players depending on your depth. Like those are guys I picked up a couple a couple Kings in a couple of my leagues in the situation that I said where there's not that many starters. And my roster's mm-hmm. full, so adding a Tuesday guy does nothing for me. Yeah, the Heat, once again, have a lot of quality games this week, but I'm, I'm having to kind of rewire my brain, because as long-term fantasy owners, we're so used to Wednesday, Friday, heavy game nights. This week's the complete inverse. It's the busiest <laughs> Tuesday of the year so far. There's another one coming up that's busier. Uh, 11 games. Thursday is the busiest night all year for a Thursday with nine games. Saturday is the busiest since uh, mid December with 11 games. So it's just, it's chaos. So I'm, as I look at this, I'm like, oh, the, well, the Heat play Wednesday and Friday. That's probably not good. But in fact, that's great. They, they awesome. play Mon- Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Those are all quality games. So yeah. if James, James Johnson, Tyler Johnson sitting on your wire, go get them. For sure. We'll talk about them in a second. Um, just to wrap up, and again, you can just check this out. Like ESPN, I always like the ESPN's grid if you use that. Um, even Yahoo has it too. Like you click schedule. And it kind of does it for you. You can kind of see who's playing when. And just, you know, you, you have eyes and observation skills. Like, you can figure it out. But we'll kind of go through it. Um, nothing too else that's noteworthy. Lakers, Magic, Wizards on Friday. Um, Tuesday, I'm sorry, Tuesday, Wednesday as those back-to-backs. Nobody on Wednesday, Thursday because of that light Wednesday. Thursday, Friday, uh, Clippers, 76ers, Raptors. Uh, a lot of weekend back-to-backs. Nets, Mavericks, Warriors, Kings for Friday, Saturday. And then Rockets, Wolves, Pelicans, Blazers to end your week. And I want to end on the Blazers. Because their schedule is really nice, and they they're very like they're very very light. And this is the second week in a row now they've been kind of heavier on one end of the schedule. They had a they had an opening Monday Tuesday back to back this week, and then they didn't only played one other game the rest of the week. It's reversed this time. They have one game up until Thursday, and then they have three games. They play Thursday, Saturday, Sunday. So like if Ed Davis has another good game this week early, and you're looking to pick up a big man or even like. Maybe Napier, I don't think you really trust him. Or Harkless, say Harkless has a good, a good game. Like, that would be a guy I definitely want to consider. So the Blazers are a nice, like, adding Corey Brewer. If you only have, like, three or four max minutes, like, adding Corey Brewer early and then dropping him for, like, Ed Davis or something like that. Like, I don't know. Yep. You, you, again, it depends on who's your weight. I'm sure there's someone better than Ed Davis in a lot of your leagues, but you get my drift. Yeah, and that, that Saturday-Sunday back-to-back is going to make... You know, you're going to see Blazers flying off the the waiver wire on Thursday. <laughs> and same with uh, even the Wolves. Now, the Wolves, obviously, we've been talking all year about how bad their end-of-season schedule is. And you're seeing part of that this week. They have one game through the first five days. So that's tough. So Taj Gibson's going to be probably on your waiver wire. Um, even Belitz's owners might have a tough choice. If you're in a playoff matchup, can you wait? you know, five days before he gets his back-to-back. Um, but that's just something to keep in mind. You know, if, if Ed Davis goes off the wire and you need a big man who could help with percentages and boards, Taj Gibson's out there, boom, done. Their schedule's so weird. Like, yeah, like the last, this week that just passed, they played last Friday and two Fridays ago, that is, and then they were off until Thursday. And then B-Leeds, like, it was like, I, I was saying to myself, like, I'm hurting myself keeping B elites on a couple teams. I was like, you better go off on Thursday. Boom. Like, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Satisfaction. Okay. Um, any other schedule notes you want to add? <clears throat> no. 
I mean, we're good. Th- they'll, they'll be more in the waiver wired column, and For sure. you know, it's really as you mentioned. It's if you're listening to this podcast, you probably know. You just gotta dig around, do your homework. Yeah, like it, like when I added Corey Brewer in a bunch of leagues, I must have spent like I, I was thinking like I hope no one adds Corey Brewer while I'm doing my research right now. That's how long I was like trying to figure out my plan, and I was trying to figure out who my opponent's gonna have. Figure out what close like. I, it's it's a really meticulous job to be if you want to be really really good at winning fantasy, and like it, you can totally outsmart your opponent, man. Like if your opponent's just like, oh my team's good, I'm gonna win, and yep. you're really go, grinding through it, it gives you such a more so than any other sport by a mile. Like even because baseball you play kind of every day, like being a schedule master is is everything. So okay, so. Big news of the day yesterday comes from ESPN. That's Kawhi Leonard is targeting Thursday against the Pelicans. So, obviously, you're adding Kawhi Leonard like no-brainer. We don't need to even talk about that. But that means there's going to be drops here, which obviously Kyle Anderson takes a massive blow. Rudy Gay takes a hit. Davis Bertans goes bye-bye completely. Who had a, He's a thunder killer, apparently. Um, played well yesterday. So, all those fringe guys, even like, I don't know. If, if you're counting on Patty Mills, like he'd be a loser to me. Um, yeah, anybody, if, if, if a Spurs on your, t- on your team, even like, say you're in a shallow league and Paul Gasol is like your worst player, like he's going to lose value. Even LaMarcus Aldridge is going to lose value. You're not obviously not dropping him, but yeah. 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 I think those, those two bigs are more or less safe, but, um, I forget who you mentioned initially, but obviously Rudy Gay, Kyle Anderson, Danny Green, they're all going to take, I think the biggest hit here. Are you with me on Patty Mills though? He's been play- playing pretty well with the extra minutes. Yeah, yeah. I think he's going to take a hit for sure. Um, not a guy I'm super trusting yeah. in the first place. So, yeah, I wouldn't be too eager to hold on to him. One one good thing about Kawhi coming back, um, obviously in addition to just him playing, is the fact that the Spurs only have one back-to-back. So that's that's huge. They have a back-to-back on April uh, 3 and 4. So you figure he's going to miss one of those games probably. Um, but that's big because, I mean, if they had three back-to-backs, that's a huge chunk out of his value. You're looking at probably some three, maybe two-game weeks. Um, so that's that's big. So that's one more reason to be psyched if you somehow landed him. And another narrative we always talk about every year when we get to March is like, yo, the Spurs are going to rest players because they don't care about their playoff seed. Uh, they may have to worry about getting a number eight seed. Um, so that's kind of helpful there. Um, and then also gr- a great stat yesterday. First time since 1996-97, the Spurs are going to have a losing record on the road. Like, mm. that's, but that's when before Tim Duncan got. It's the year, the year before they drafted Tim Duncan. That's just insane to me. Longest record ever uh, in the NBA. No surprise there. Pop is the man. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, it. I talked about this yesterday. The Heat are they were kind of healthy Saturday morning. And now they're not. Um, we saw Hassan Whiteside out with a hip injury. Sounds minor. It was kind of a late-ish scratch. Um, we had a good hour and change to sort through lineups. Um, and then Dwayne Wade. I don't know when it happened, but he took the last shot in the third quarter. And he waved to the crowd. Like It was kind of weird, but he wasn't limping. Didn't look bad. They called it quote-unquote mild. But after the game, he said he's not likely to play in Portland tomorrow. So that, and Ellington played well yesterday, so he's a winner here. Um, again, if you're looking for Monday, Wednesday's pickups, he's a guy. Uh, James Johnson, not quite, he's a, he's a bigger winner from the white side thing because that means Kelly Linux going to play more straight five when he's playing a lot of, we saw Johnson slide down because Linux was playing a lot of four. So that helps him tremendously, so he's a pickup. 
Um, and then Tyler Johnson's a pickup because of the Wade thing. Like, everybody gets a little boost here. Um, Bam, disappointing yesterday. And also, um, Strope and I talked about this yesterday. I thought Winslow was going to trend down kind of quickly. He would have had not been. I think he had eight and six with nothing at the end of the third. And then he like did a little bit more. Or eight and four. Mm-hmm. It was bad. Um, so I, I'm, not, I'm not sold on Winslow. Like, yeah, sure, keep him for the Monday, Wednesday. But if he, if short, short leash. Like, if he doesn't have a big game, if he doesn't play well in both games, like, I'm probably just cutting him. Yeah, and the Heat in general kind of make me leery because you're talking about a team that's actually playing to win with a deep rotation, and Spolster's not afraid to use it. I mean, last night was an aberration. It was a blowout, so, you know, can't really read too much into it. But none of their players logged more than 26 minutes. And that was, or I'm sorry, actually it was Winslow who had played uh, 29. Played the whole Tyler Johnson. Yeah, Tyler Johnson, 26. And it's things like that is just so fluky. Like Wayne Ellington, sure, if you need three-pointers, go get them. Uh, Especially if you're in a league that counts three-point percentage as a category, fine. But not someone who thrills me overall. I think most points league owners will just ignore this part of the podcast because Wayne Ellington's not for you. Um, But yeah, Tyler Johnson gets a boost. Uh, James Johnson, I'm fine rolling with them, but I'm not enthused about it. Want to run the whole roster down, uh, like for for who has the most value? Uh, I, sure, I will. Um, we're, let's exclude Richardson, Dragic, Whiteside. Those, those guys are kind of staples when he gets back. I'll yeah. go first. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Kelly Linick first, man. Like kind of with a. I'm, I, I'm really encouraged. He's going five strong. Besides that first game, he came back. He's been so so good. He has to be owned right now, especially with the Whiteside thing. Like, I don't. I don't know who I'd keep. For him, like he's almost yeah. he's almost at Josh Richardson level, like that's I'm really encouraged by Lennox. Maybe I'm okay. Maybe I'm, you're well, you're no, higher I'm, on him than I. Than yeah, I am, like, it, he's he is he had like he's closer to Jay Rich than than the next person is closer to him. Yeah, okay, I'll give you that. I mean, he's been awesome, and the versatility. You know, we typically come from eight cat nine cat perspectives. Um, you gotta love it. I mean, assists are there. Defensive stats doesn't hurt you from percentages for a big man. Yeah, it's all it's all great. Um, I'm actually quite liking Tyler Johnson now that he's back and healthy, especially with weight ailing. Yeah. Um, I, I like Tyler Johnson. Yeah, I put him number two as well. Um, big big winner from the weight, the winner from the weight thing. He's pretty much locked in as long as Wade's out. You think he's got 28 minutes in the bag, maybe even more. Um, we obviously know Spo can really mix and match. Like they, they'll play Winslow with the two if they want to, um, if they want size. So, yeah, I'm with him. Um, I guess I'll go James Johnson three. Are you with me on that one? Johnson, yeah. I mean, I take him over Bam. Yeah, uh, Ellington. Take him over. Take him over Winslow. Yep. Take, take him over Ellington. Take him over Wade, obviously. Yep. Um, yeah, I don't see anyone else who yeah, jumps I, out at me. Then I go Winslow, Bam. No, then, I'm sorry. I go Winslow, Ellington, Bam, and then the rest doesn't matter. All right, so moving on. Um, a team that I, I love this. I, I really enjoyed watching this Clippers Magic game last night. It was a lot of fun, a lot of up-tempo, a lot of highlights, a lot of athleticism, especially on the Magic side. Like I had tweeted out that Isaac's probably my top five, maybe top one player to watch down the break. Uh, I'm sorry, down the stretch, excuse me, just because we haven't seen much of him. Um, and they're a fun team, man. Simmons is really energetic, a lot of energy, a lot of like high highlight reel kind of plays. So they're I don't you probably have already added guys, I guess. Um, Jonas and I talked a lot about them on Friday. 
So I'll just hand it over to you. Everyone knows how I kind of, if you've been listening, kind of know how I feel. So how do you feel about like Isaac, Mario, Simmons? Uh, Yeah, Isaac in particular, I guess it sounds like you've already gone over him extensively (laughs) on the podcast, but um, I yeah, he's awesome, dude. And his defense is earned in minutes. Uh, The Magic have every reason to see if he can play 30 minutes a game. Um, yeah, the defensive stats are there. Percentage, field goal percentage, that's going to be a huge concern. I don't see that changing anytime soon. But a little bit of a good sign. He's hit three three-pointers over the past two games. Um, and honestly, even if he's not giving you big offensive numbers, which he isn't, he's going to get enough rebounds. The steals are tremendous. The blocks are there. And that's stuff that's not easy to find on the waiver wire. So, yeah, I love him rest of season. And they're not, like, you see guys kind of have steel spikes. They're legit, man. They ran, Oh, yeah. Like, the Clippers ran this little handoff play with Tobias yesterday, and Isaac just, like, got right in the middle of it, ripped it, and took it for a dunk. It's yeah. So, it's so, like, what, oh, I love this guy. His his length is crazy, but his timing is there, because it's not like he's a big physical guy who's, who's bully-balling his way to steals and stuff. He just, his instincts and timing are, are awesome. So... Terrifying to think what this guy can do with his wingspan, and uh, once he bulks up and really learns the league, yeah. he had a, he probably had like I want to say three shots that were like if if the ball was like maybe four inches lower, he would have had like a couple other blocks. Like yeah. there was so like he would just swipe at it and it would they would miss because it was such a good shot changing play. So yeah, yeah. I, I loved him. Um, I, I think Juice so, has really established himself as like the guy that you, is. is 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 he passing Mario here? I mean, Mario's kind of let us down the last two. I, I honestly think so, just because the minutes are absolutely rock solid. Um, I'm really about what have you done for me lately at this stage in the season. I know that Mario was awesome while Aaron Gordon was out for an extended period. Um, you know, he, he was top 50 for weeks on end there. But you know what? He's not he's not been great lately. Um, shot is just off. If that comes around, this could be a different story. But Simmons is getting the minutes. Um, he's producing enough. He's not a great all-around guy, but at least one steal in four straight games. Uh, two games with seven dimes in the past week. Uh, hits some three-pointers. So, yeah, I'll, I'll take Simmons right now. Yeah, I think so, too. In fact, now, I know you, you and I both love Isaac, but would you take Simmons or Isaac just for, say— I think it's got to be Simmons. Yeah, right. But, I mean, if your team, like, say your team, you win points every single week. Like, if your team's built like that, then, yeah, sure. I mean, it's closer than you think. Yeah, just because defensive stats are weighted so heavily. Yeah. Like, if um, team, otherwise... It, it depends on your opponent, you know? It's like... Yeah. It, it's it's debatable, but in a vacuum, I'd take Simmons. Yeah. But I'd take... I'd take we, I, I flipped it just now. Like, Jonas and I on Friday, we were like... We both thought Mario... Ju- uh, Isaac Juice, we straight up flipped it now. <laughs> that's that's crazy. That's like you said. It's what have you done for me lately? This stage of the game. Yeah, can't can't wait around. And I'm not huge on either Mac or DJ Augustine. Uh, no. You can leave them on the wire as far as I'm concerned. Uh, it won't do intriguing, but it hasn't done anything consistent enough. Yeah, uh, too low usage. Yeah, and especially with these other impressive forwards that we've been talking about, there's no reason to think he's gonna. Gonna break out. Two um, things. Oh, sorry. sorry. No, that's about it. Uh, two things I'm gonna add. One is Ken Birch played a lot of power forward yesterday. I thought that was super noteworthy. And two, 
Are we worried about Mario Hazonia being unrestricted next year or what? Like, I feel like that's a negative on his value. In terms of like, the Magic pick not up... having as much incentive to play him? Yeah. Yeah, which, Cause... you know, that that's a legit background concern. Because um, he has a lot played... of guys that could take his minutes, man. Of course, especially if Gordon comes back. Like, Isaac is a legit threat to Hazonia. Yes, I, I think the biggest thing is you just touched on is Gordon coming back. Um, as long as Gordon's out, Mario, like I said, he's just cold right now. But if a shot comes back, he'll be fine. Yeah. Um, but if Gordon comes back, yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. And that's a good point. I don't see the magic emphasizing him over someone like Jonathan Isaac or, you know, even even maybe a Wundu. They just want to see what they've got in him and go from there. Yeah. All right. Um, I just want to hit the Clippers real quick while we're on this game. Um, Sidaris Thorwell went off on Friday. Like, I was shocked by that. It was probably the most surprising thing on, on Friday for me with his 14 points in 37 minutes um, because he was hot, I guess. But Doc Rivers said that he's probably not sticking with that lineup. Uh, Gallo's getting close. I think his first day he could possibly come back is the 16th. But I, I don't care. Like, I need to see Gallinari on the floor for an entire game before I'm adding him. Yeah, the the current report is... Uh, I think a week from today, he's supposed to get a checkup, and that will determine whether he needs surgery. So, no, nah, like don't yeah. don't wait on him when there's so many pickups available right yeah, now. It's for not, sure. just not worth it. Any of those Magic players, any of those Heat players you mentioned, like there's got to be somebody better. Yeah, and you mentioned Cinderius Thornwell. Th- man, that spot for the Clippers is just a revolving door. <laughs> Don't don't do it. Um, <laughs> I don't know when the G League ends, when the regular season ends, but at that point, I think they're going to try to bring Ty Wallace back. They maybe could bring C.J. Williams back. Um, it, yeah, there's just too many variables here, and no one's stuck in that role. I don't think it's going to start now. I should add, too, because I have to. Um, apparently, they're going to try to play Boban and Harold next to each other more. Harold's minutes were down yesterday, but you're out. He's still put up numbers, 13 and a steal, like... On good yeah. shooting, good for, good foul shooting too. Okay, um, the Kings. We t- we've been talking about them probably more than any team this week, um, besides the Magic. They have again. They play today and tomorrow, so we'll see how they do against Denver. But uh, Scal got hurt, had a bad fall, fell on his left side, like parallel to the floor. Um, played through it, played a little bit in the second half, then they pulled the plug on him, and then surprisingly got ruled out yesterday for today's game. Bad, bad blow for a guy that was crushing um, with blocks, good shooting numbers. Tough one, man. Um, I, have, I have a lot of scowl right now, but um, I, I, I'm still holding him. Like if, if he's out Monday, then that would change, maybe change my mind, but I'm still going to hope he plays Monday. And I love what I saw out of Frank Mason on Friday. I talked about this yesterday with Strope, like, Massive usage. He got in the lane all night. Um, I think he had like eight or nine uh, shots in the lane or something. Um, just super encouraging. Mm-hmm. He, his conditioning wasn't quite there. They went up up in the 30s. So. Even with, if De'Aaron Fox is back, I still think Mason has 24 minutes. Uh, they'll just sit Temple. So Yeah, if he gets 24 minutes, I'm just worried about his efficiency. Yeah. Uh, too many turnovers. I mean, just way too many. He's... Uh, <laughs> Field goal percentage has been terrible, so I'm not really into him if Fox is back, but if he's not, go for it. Um, yeah, past two weeks, the only players with higher usage for the Kings are De'Aaron Fox and Zach Randolph. So, you know, when, when Mason's out there and those guys aren't, he's going to more often than not have the ball in his hands, which is what you want to see from, from a guy like that. Yeah. Um, I'm also with you just to circle back on Scal. 
I own him in probably too many leagues. <laughs> right? Um, so do I. And it, yeah, I was like, well, man, when he went down, I was like, you got to be kidding me. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm going to hold him because he's been top 80 for the past couple weeks. He's, you know, it gives you defensive stats, boards, and another one of these guys, young kid on a bad team, they're, they're going to play him. Yeah, I mean, 12-7, blocks, 48% from the field, 85% from the line. Like, sign me up for that, man. Yeah, so. and Bogdan's been really good. We should give him more love, probably. Yeah, he's cold shooting, but he's handling the ball a lot. Had, I think, eight dimes on Friday, if I remember. Or ten. No, it was ten, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah ten. Yeah. Yep. So he had, um, yeah, he looks good. He's just kind of make shots. Buddy healed. Terrible game, but minutes were there. Yeah. He's and fine. The, yeah, but in the difference there, and Buddy's... You know, he's hovered around top 120, top 100 most of the season. I feel like the difference between him and Bogdan is is the supporting stats. If Buddy has a bad shooting night, that's pretty much it. Um, but if Bogdan does, he could still make it up with assists. And if he hits a shot, it's probably a three. So, um, yeah, sneaky, sneaky play. Congrats if, if anyone out there drafted him. Sure. Uh, Jack Cooley, what? No. He's going <laughs> to play. No. He's going to play tonight. <laughs> Like, if you're DFS and you're all about the YOLO 0.1% owned guys, like, Jack Cooley may be for you. I'm just going to say it. I, I called Shaq Harrison yesterday. I'm proud of that, proud of that call. I like you calling your shot on Jack Cooley. That yeah, does, man. I wanted to call, yeah, man. I, I wanted to call uh, <laughs> Isaac Hard yesterday. But I, I got to keep my – but, yeah, Jack Cooley, man, if with Scow out, if Willie Collie Stein's out, man – and they, they could very well rest Costa Kufis. This is the Absolutely. First, first game of a back-to-back set. And Kufis played, I think, 38 minutes the, the other night, right? Yeah, huge minutes. Something crazy, yeah. So, like, he could easily be resting, in which case, hey, maybe, maybe yeah, the, right. The plan Kufis was down. definitely to rest him. Like, that was the plan. But Lebissier may have changed that plan. So, um, Garrett Temple can't do it, right? Too, too much risk to get rested. No, I, no. Yeah. Um, Memphis Grizzlies, like, do you even want to, I mean, do you even want a piece of this team add, like, Jermichael Green and then mad, massive question marks everywhere, up and down? I'm all right with Dylan Brooks. He's done enough lately that I, like, I, I streamed him in a couple leagues, for instance. Um, fine with that decision. But no, not, not an active pickup. Uh, Simmons, 2 of 12 shooting the other night. That's just atrocious. Uh, ben Mclemore, also another guy I streamed. Maybe this is the team of streamers, but no, I don't. I don't trust trust anyone other than really Jamichael Green. Yep. Uh, I mean, Jerome Martin, I guess, is kind of in that mix, but not a guy I'm going to be super pumped to play. Yeah. What? How do you feel about Mclemore's rest of season outlook? Because I mean, it's. I don't like Strope talked him up yesterday. But I kind of don't really feel it. I mean, he had a good game yesterday with three blocks and stuff. But well, he's been hitting his shots. I just I'm a skeptic, I guess, yeah. when it comes to him continuing to shoot efficiently. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm good. I've talked about the Memphis Grizzlies way too much. <laughs> yeah. <that's, laughs> move on. Um, Phoenix. We talked about them all yesterday. Um, again, good game from them. The other rookies played really well. Devon Reed was awesome in the fourth. Closed out. Took minutes from my boy Shaq Harrison. Scored 14 points. Harrison scored 14 points in the first basically half. He scored his 14th point with like 11 minutes left in the third. Um, but then nothing after that. So now it's because Devon Reed checked in and got hot and stayed in. So, I mean, we don't... Uh, a mystery box here. We don't know how long 
Booker, TJ Warren, Josh Jackson are all going to be out. So, like, I really can't say add anybody until we hear anything. Like, they all sound like they're day-to-day. That's exactly it. Yep. Yeah. As long as those guys are day-to-day, this is just such a chaotic situation. You I'm, don't want to go near it. Are you? I'm kind of done, like, with Jog and Bender and Marquise Chris. Like, Marquise Chris could play well for four games, and I still probably wouldn't add him because I know the fifth game is going to be terrible. Oh, yeah. I, I would hope that at this point everyone's already off Dragon Bender. Yeah. And Marquise Chris the same way. Like, it, it amazes me that he has one or two good games and people after a season of frustration are like, should I cut XYZ for him? And usually it's a pretty productive player. Like, should I cut Damari Carroll for him? I'm like, no, please yeah, don't. don't. Someone asked me, Jared uh, Allen, cut Jared Allen for him. I was like, no, yeah, dude. No. Crazy. Uh, Shaq Harrison, though, his steals upside is has been terrific. He really was an eye-opener of four steals in his debut back in mid-February. Um, Third player ever to have uh, zero usage rate and four steals in a game. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's a great random thing. Yeah, I wrote it in his blurbs. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, if you need a specialist, I guess keep an eye on that. But otherwise, no real interest. Yeah. All right, we'll move on. Talked about them enough, too. Uh, Cavs. Uh, injuries there. Jetty Osman's out for at least two weeks with a hip flexor strain. Rodney Hood hurt again. We know the drill with him. You do not wait out an injury for Rodney Hood right now in, in your fantasy playoffs. Um, it's minor. He didn't get MRI imaging. Sorry for the double imaging thing. Um, anybody you want to pick up here? Jeff Green's going to start. Um, I mean, we'll see more J.R. Smith. George Hill's a, everyone just gets a bump. Like George Hill, Kyle Korver, Jordan Clarkson. Like They all just get, like a call it a 15% boost to their value, something along those lines. Yeah, I agree. It's kind of one of those... Dwayne Wade situations. It's not like one person is going to assume the entire workload. It's just kind of diffuse usage uh, being soaked up by other people. Should add Larry Nance too. Has been really good, so he should be owned. Oh, Larry Nance. If he's not owned, yeah. your your, le- your league. Well, you're doing something wrong in <laughs> yeah. that league. Uh, he dude, he's been awesome. And yeah. we, we did a column recently about the best waiver wire pickups. And season long, he's not going to make the cup. But if you're talking just you know, end of season, I think he's he's going to be a candidate because he's filling it up. Um, obviously, with Tristan out, it's giving him a huge boost. But even when K-Love when returns, I could see him playing 26-plus a night. The Josh Richardson Fantasy play- Playoffs Pickup of the Year Award. <laughs> yeah, he, won me so many, he won me so many leagues last year, man. He was so good for the last month. Um, yeah. So we love Josh Richardson. Um, I, haven't, my, I still haven't worn my Josh Richardson jersey yet, my, my Heat Vice Shirt. I'm, I'm pumped to wear that. Maybe I'll wear it today, oh, nice. Maybe I'll wear it today yeah. for a spring training game. Um, I think that's it, man. Anything else you want to add here? I mean, we're kind of... Let's see. Who else played yesterday? Oh, oh, I wanted to talk about John Wall real quick. Um, did some on-court work yesterday. He was capped at 60 jumps um, for his workout. They didn't want him jumping too much. Lateral movement. So I'm saying, like I said before on the pot before we recorded, this is probably your last set of Ramsky week. Um, huh. So I, th- I think so. Like I think he'll be good this week. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. And then after that, like all bets are off. I was it, still processing the jump limit. I yeah. don't think I've ever I've, I've ever heard, heard of a player before. on a specific jump limit. Yeah, I heard, I heard that from the broadcast. Cool. I was like, that's cool. Oh. Yeah, that reminds me of a little anecdote from John Stockton. Someone had asked him about his long longevity and the fact that he never missed games, and he he said that part of his philosophy was to never jump. <laughs> he just. <laughs> That was that was his his uh, thing, and it, hey, it worked for him. It so. definitely worked for him. Uh, all right, I think we're good. Yeah, all right, I like so it. So you guys check out Ryan's column a little bit later. Um, 
day game festival today, man. Um, so it should be pretty, pretty, cool, pretty cool. Um, we'll probably see some pickups. What we'll, I don't know, we may do something. Um, because if, if something crazy goes on, maybe we'll have Steve on tomorrow or something. It's like a red hot pickup day, we'll see. But cool, man. Yeah, all right, thanks for coming on. You got it, Mike. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.